I'm Janet. I'm Jacia. I'm Rachel, and this is Walk is Happening. Hi, guys. Um, in this episode, we are going to talk about stress because it's April right now, and exam season. Exam season is coming up for all of us, so maybe we can start off with what is everyone stressed about right now. I can go first. I am stressed about my lectures and my exams because my exams are mid June, and we have like multiple exams, and one of them is like an OSCE where you have to do practical examinations. But the problem is. Covid. I haven't really done much of the practical stuff, so I don't really know what I have to do in the exam. Second is my written exams. We have a hundred eighty around that amount of lectures to memorize, and I haven't finished watching them. Plus, I have to get them memorized, learn how to apply them, do past papers to be able to prepare for the exam. And right now, I'm still trying to catch up. So that's what I'm stressed about: being able to catch up and also like being able to memorize the stuff. Yeah. Well, similarly, I also have exams coming up, so that's what I'm stressed about as well. But I have exams and essays, and I feel like I'm actually more stressed about my essays than I am the exams. Even though the essay is more of a thing that I'm supposed to have more time for, and more like the ball is in my court for the essays, but for the exams, it's sort of like I still don't know what's going on. But for some reason, I'm more stressed about the essays because I feel like it's more. Ambiguous, and it's also probably because my exams are multiple choice. <laughs> so like, I feel less. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Um, I am. So, I I'm also a little bit stressed because I have so much coursework to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, I don't have exams. Because <laughs> I'm a graphic design student, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but my co- like it's not that I'm behind. Okay, I am like sort of behind on my coursework because <clears throat> we have like um because this semester was um there's like a section of my module which was um structured a bit differently, so it's like a change, and then I'm just a bit behind on that project, and I just so much shit. I mean, I do have time to do it. I just haven't been doing it. Same. Um, so Facts. it's just like, for me, Story it's just like life. time management because like there's one, how many weeks left of Easter? Like one and a half, two weeks left? We have weeks of Easter. We had four days. We had four <laughs> weeks of Easter. <laughs> I have a month of Easter. Yeah. We oh, did shit. not have a holiday. Uh, oh I start school God. tomorrow. Oh my god. Your holiday yeah, is literally is... like the actual holiday of yeah. Easter. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. You know, I only recently, like this, sorry, this is off topic, but I only recently found out that America, like American unis, don't have an Easter break. Wait, what? They don't. I literally, I never knew spring this. spring break. I didn't know. Like, I don't know why I just assumed that they'd have an Easter break because they're like a religious, like a Christian country. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I just assumed, like, I guess it makes sense because, like, England is also, you know, a religious country, so therefore they celebrate Easter. But apparently they don't, and then I was like, oh. Anyways. 
<laughs> yeah, this. Oh man, East. Oh my God, Easter. Okay, this is like. Maybe I can dive into this in another episode. But my first week of Easter was literally hell on earth. Like it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. This is your. Yeah. Actually, no. I this this. No, but it relates because I was also really really stressed. Just okay, go for okay, it. Fine. Okay. Um. So a little bit off topic, but I think this is a bit of an interesting story for everyone to listen to. Um. So. <laughs> Um, our Easter break is like four weeks, and then me and my friends decided to go on a trip to Berlin. So we planned it. So basically, we were originally going to go to Bristol for a volleyball competition. So we're like, okay, we'll go there for like three days, and maybe we'll go to Berlin like right before. So we we're like, okay, so we booked our flights to Berlin from like the third to the seventh, and then afterwards we would like go back down to London, stay a day in London, and then go to Bristol. So that was like the original plan, right? Okay, so because my flight was at seven in the morning, um, and it take and it costs like two hundred pounds to get an Uber from here to like the airport, which is like two thousand Hong Kong dollars, we're not paying that. So we were like, okay, let's go to the airport and stay overnight there, like the day before. So we went, um, the day before we got there at like eleven ish, like eleven thirty, and then we were like, okay, let's just like chill. We have like five hours until we have to like you know check in and stuff, right? So you know, I like we just chilling. I didn't really. I tried to nap, but I didn't really get much sleep. So I was on like two hours, like collectively two hours of sleep. Um, and then we check in. We go through security. That takes about an hour. So by the time we were like in the like lobby area, it was like five in the morning. Okay, so we were like trying to find a place to sit down just to like chill. We're like walking around like duty free. Okay, whatever. And then we found this like we find this cafe, and we're like, okay, we're kind of hungry, you know. Five in the morning, didn't really eat breakfast, whatever. So <laughs> we sat at the cafe. We would line up to get our food. The moment we all sat down to open like our little sandwiches, my friend gets a notification, and she's like, "Our flight's canceled." I was like, "What?" And then everyone. Got a notification. I was like, "Your flight's canceled," and we're like, "What are you talking about?" So then we check like the board of like all the flights. We saw that our flight literally like disappeared, and we're like, "I was just like laughing my ass off because I didn't know like what to say, what to do." So I was just like mm-hmm. laughing because that's literally all I could do at the moment. Mm-hmm. It was ter- it was terrible. It was terrible. And then like five minutes later, we're like, "What the fuck?" And it was just so funny because my friend just called his parents like right before it happened. He's like, "Everything's fine." It was not fine. Damn. So then, jinxed it. Yeah, this was like at five thirty. Our flight was at seven, and we were supposed to like be boarding at like, like I'd say like six forty something like that. Okay. So then, we were like rushing, like walking around the airport. We tried to find the concierge, the con, the, the con, yeah, the, the fucking like information. Okay, but there's no one there. For some reason, there was no one there, but there was like already like fucking like thirty flights going. Okay, and then we were just like trying to like run around the airport, trying to find someone to like help us. So we literally like walked from one end of the airport to the other, and we still couldn't find anyone. And there was like no information on like the app, the website, or like even the board thing. And then a few minutes later, it said like wait in lounge, and we're like, what the fuck does a lounge mean? So we thought it was like the fr- like the the airline lounge. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
but it was closed. So we were just like lost ducks, literally. And it was it was so terrible. It was terrible. And then, and then it was like 6.30 and they're like, okay, please come to this information center. So we went all the way there. It was like a 15 minute walk. And then they like gathered like only like 10 people. And they're like, okay, let's move to the other one. That was literally across the airport. So we had to haul our ass back to the other side. And then we we're all just standing there like, what's going to happen? And then the guy was like, okay, so your flight's canceled. I don't know the reason why. So we're all going to take you back to the check-in center so you can rearrange your flights. And we're like, what? And then the manager comes in and he's like, like the manager of like Luton Airport. So not even mm-hmm. of the airline. They're like, apparently there was no crew because of COVID. So we have to bring you back to the check-in center. But please stay calm. What's that going to do for me? He's like, please stay calm. Make your way back to the... We'll, we'll bring all of you guys back to the check-in center. Don't don't worry about your luggage. We'll, we'll figure that out. It hasn't been on the plane yet. And then... So we're like walking back. We're like standing in line to check in. I was still on only like two hours of sleep. By the time we got to like check in, it was like seven in the morning. The sun was up. I was so tired. And then all five of us were just like, what the fuck do we do? So we were like coming up with like different scenarios. We're like, okay, maybe if we get a flight, like within the next few hours, we'll still go. Um, And maybe we'll even go if there's a flight tomorrow morning. And then so we waited for like an hour, almost an hour and a half in line. And then the lady was like, okay, there's no more flights for the next two days. I feel like, what? Like, and then we like across all airports in like London, because London has like what, three airports, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, there's there's no flights at all until Thursday. And Thursday was the day that we we're supposed to come back. So we're like, no, we're not fucking going. So it was you like guys just fucking, went back after. Yeah, it was eight in the morning. And then the thing was, our re- our hotel was also non-refundable. And that cost like 200 oh pounds. Okay. So, so we were just like, mm, what do we do? And then we had to take the train back from the airport to Loughborough. That co- that alone cost like thirty pounds. Uh-huh. Um. So then we made it back. We got back home at like eleven thirty. Uh-huh. So literally in fifteen hours, I was I was back where I started from. Like like. Tell me why. I wasted my time at the L- Luton fucking airport. Fuck you, Luton. I mean that's okay. why you have the group Easy Jet Sucks. EasyJet does suck. Oh my fucking god. Okay, but thank god we applied for refund and compensation. Um, mm-hmm. We did it all online. And then, like, I'd say, like, five days later, they gave us the full refund of our plane tickets. They refunded our trip back from the airport to, like, Loughborough. Um, so that total was, like, already 70 pounds. And then mm-hmm. part of their policy, I think it's, like, if you were supposed to travel a certain distance, they pay you a certain amount. So they they ended up giving us a compensation, which I haven't received yet, but hopefully soon, of like two hundred twenty pounds. Mm. So basically, it was okay, but that's not that's not the end of the trip. Okay, <laughs> that's just that's just Berlin. Entrepreneur, let's go. There was there was London and there was Bristol. Oh my god! So basically, um. Because we were back home, we were like, okay, let's stay an extra day in London. Because why not? Like, we were already on a trip. 
we already like packed our bags. So then we booked this hotel. Um, it was really nice, pretty affordable. It was like near Canary Wharf, which is like really pretty, right? And then the day before we were supposed to leave, they sent us a message. They're like, okay, we can't, you have to cancel your booking. You're not of age. And we're like, what the fuck does that mean? So then they said, apparently the check-in minimum age is 25 years old. For what reason? And we're like, what the fuck? So then we tried like, you know, we're calling them. We're like, can you give us a refund? This is not fair. They're like, mm, no, sorry. And then my friend called again and she was like, please. Like she literally begged. She was like, please, we're struggling uni students. We're so broke, we're in a rush. They're like, okay, fine. So then we got a full refund. And then, so we went, so we found another hotel, um, a whole shebang. Um, and the actual trip to London ended up being really nice. Um, and then we went to Bristol. And then, so we were like playing volleyball, right? Wow, so fun. And then I was playing volleyball and then I dived and then guess who sprained her shoulder? Me. Oh shit. I thought I dislocated it because it's like, it's like, yeah, I thought I dislocated it. Um, but I didn't, thank God. But I was in shock. I was just like shaking and I was like crying on the floor. I was literally like this. Okay. Um, and then I made my way to the hospital. And then they were like, um, sorry, really full right now. You might have to wait a few hours. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, I'm so sorry. And you can't have, because of COVID, you can't have anyone accompany you. And we're like, what? You're wrong. And then I just started crying. Because that got me like really stressed. Um, but I ended up waiting in the hospital for two hours. And then they brought me to like do an x-ray. They gave me like full checkup. They're like, okay, your shoulder's not dislocated. You're free to go. And I was like, okay. So then I left. And that was my trip. It was fun, but not fun. It was an actual roller coaster, and I would hate Easter now. Damn. It really do be like that. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was like so, it was so much stress. And I was also stressed because of my money. Like, I'm so broke. Mm. I spent so much money. But mm. that is another, that's a whole other topic. I think, you know, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. I hate using it, man. Anyways, yes, I was stressed for quite a while. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> moral, moral of the story is to check the check-in requirement age whenever you book something and never take EasyJet again. Just don't take EasyJet. Ryanair is the way. Take Ryanair. Yes. Take Ryanair. Oh, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible, man. I feel like most of the times I'm stressed. I'm stressed about... Well, I wouldn't say it's dumb. But if you think about it, I feel like everyone is stressing about the same thing as I am. So maybe... It would just be better if we collectively decided to not be stressed. That sounds so stupid. <laughs> Holy shit. I cannot believe that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> They're like, okay, what I'm trying to say is, so for example, if we're all stressed about academics, right? But if we're all equally stressed about the same thing, then maybe it would just be okay to not be stressed about it. So it just like cancels, it cancels, it cancels, the, the stress out. cancels exactly. each other out. I see, Holy I see. Shit. 
<laughs> That's so dumb. No, but like for real though, I feel like we're we're stressed because there's an expectation, right? And the expectation comes from what if I don't do well? And the what if I don't do well comes from what if I don't do well compared to the other people on my course? Right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> So if everyone just stopped stress fuck. That's so ridiculous. Um Honestly, I don't know. I'm getting delirious. I think the stress is getting to me. And I'm just trying to not be stressed, but I can't help not be stressed, and I'm just getting more stressed. A tongue twister. <laughs> I get you, though. But then I feel like, um, at least for me, because I'm not really too stressed about other people doing well on the exam, because I know that they'll do well, like my PBL group the people in my like case discussion group, they're already like zooming and doing past papers together. Meanwhile, I barely know what I'm doing. So yeah. I already know that they'll do really well. But then what I'm scared of is I won't meet the requirement myself because our passing grade is 60%. So I'm just scared mm. that I won't be able to reach 60%. That's what I'm worried about. Mm. 60% sounds low, but it's very, very, very hard. Like a lot of people fail. So I'm scared of that. Wait, what happens when you fail, though? You have to take a supplementary exam, and if you fail that, then you stay behind for a year. But then Ooh. there's, oh, like, shit. multiple exams. And how exams. common is that? There's multiple exams, so you have, like, I think, uh-huh. some, I forgot, but, like, if you fail, I don't know how many exams, and you don't even get to do the supplementary one. You just stay behind for a year. Holy shit. Uh, but does that happen a lot? I'm not sure, but in my year, Staying behind for a year? Like, like a handful of people just stayed behind from year two back to year one in my year. Mm, That's worrying. I mean, at least they don't kick you out, I guess. Yet. (laughs) 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 But honestly, I think like my PBL group, they Loki stressed me out quite a lot. Like every single case discussion, are, we have a tutor that mm-hmm. is in like the call and then they like they basically give you a sheet of paper with like the case written on it and then you have to discuss about the case and then they give you a second piece of paper which is like the progression of the case and then you continue to discuss about it and stuff like that and basically mm-hmm. what the tutor does is they have a, like grading criteria so they grade you on like how, I don't know like your the quality of your um, inputs and also like how many times you speak up and things like that but it's really hard to speak up in my group because we have the very, very smart people in my group. So they usually just like talk about everything. And me not really knowing what's going on, it's hard for me to join in the conversation. But I feel like I have to speak or else the tutor can't like give me grades. So it's a very yeah. stressful like two hour call, like once or twice every week where everyone's just like trying to like speak up. But then like all the smart people like say most of the stuff. And me and my friend, we both don't really know what's going on. So we save for like for the the for the like ethics questions and then we like speak up on those. <laughs> That's the only way we get like marks for the, the case discussion. So that is very stressful. Do you guys have like similar things like that? Mm. We don't have sim we don't have like calls in the same way that you do, but the most similar scenario I can think of is like speaking in class. Speaking up in like class, I mean, well, for my course, uh, I don't think participation matters, but I know there's in there's some courses where 
the lecturers will look at your participation in class and take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. But I think the most stressful thing about speaking up in general is getting things wrong. Yeah, or asking dumb questions. Or asking, yeah, like quote-unquote dumb questions. But then when you think about it, that's sort of the point, right? Like if you don't speak up, and if you don't say if you don't say something wrong, if you sorry, if you don't speak up, you won't know that the notion that you're holding in your head is wrong. So you'll just keep holding on to that false thing and keep thinking that it's, I guess, correct or just roll with it without it ever being pointed out that, no, actually, that's there's like a flaw in your line of thinking or whatever. Well, obviously, easier said than done. And I think sometimes there are some people who are really good at just blabbing. <laughs> this is guy on my course. Like, he speaks so much in class. But honestly, it's not even, like, intelligent talk. Like, I feel like most of the time he opens his mouth and words just come out and he just doesn't stop. And then me and my, I have another friend in my chorus, we're in almost every class together. Two of us are just like, like, he talks so much, but it doesn't actually make sense. Like, it sounds right, but when you actually listen to what he's saying, he, he doesn't get you anywhere. And we're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, well, I guess at least he speaks up, right? So, props to that. Yeah. Exactly. But honestly, since uni, I've found it interesting how my source of stress has shifted. I, I don't think the source of my stress stems too much from academics anymore. Or even if it does, it's because of something else. So before, I'd be like, oh, I'm stressed that I won't be able to like get this right or whatever, whatever, in an academic sense. But now, even if I'm stressed academically, it's like, oh, I'm scared. I'm sorry. I'm stressed that if I don't do well on this test, it means that I won't be able to, uh, I don't know, secure this job or like be this sort of person. So it's sort of like a... How, how would I say it? It's like a... It's, yes, I'm stressed about academics, but it's because of something else. Rather than I'm stressed about academics because I'm genuinely concerned about my academics or my academic outcome. Mm -hmm. But now it's more like I see the academic as like a like a stepping stone rather mm -hmm. than like the end-all be-all. And I think that's just become exponentially more stressful because there's so much more things to worry about. Because it's, it's a stepping stone to so many different aspects of life, mm -hmm. rather than just stressing about one single thing. But I guess that's the point, to sort of figure out what I want to do or what I want to happen. But I don't know, it's sort of like a liminal stage. And I feel really lost sometimes. Well, most of the time, actually. <laughs> for me I think something that differs to you is even in high school my source of stress isn't purely academics it was academics because mm -hmm. I needed it to get into med school and then right now mm -hmm. I'm stressed because of academics but not because like of academics itself but like because I won't be able to get into year two and I have to stay behind for a year mm -hmm. And staying behind for a year means my six years of 
university will have to become seven years or eight years. And then I'll be like able to get my first salary when I'm like 30. So that's like a mm. source of worry that's been consistent, I feel like, throughout from high school till now. It's always not just because of academics, but it's always because of the consequences of academics mm. and how it relates to my future. And this stress has just been getting like bigger and bigger because of the amount of work, the amount of responsibilities, or just the the difficulty in the level of like coursework that we're supposed to do right now. So it's just been adding mm -hmm. on to become even worse and worse. I guess it's different for you in the sense that the path to becoming a doctor is much more evident, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's obvious how you know the way you're supposed to get there. It's a matter of how well you can navigate that path, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But for a lot of other people who aren't taking subjects like med or becoming a lawyer or becoming... Those with like very set career okay, you, paths. You get what I mean, right? Yeah. It's much more... Uh, ambiguous mm -hmm. like if you guys remember the social clock episode you know how you talked about argentina mm -hmm. and the line was like a squiggly line mm -hmm. that's much more applicable to people doing basically the majority of degrees with not yeah. without a set path so I, I guess maybe that's a huge reason as to why the source of stress between us might deviate and why oftentimes i feel so lost as to what's what the future holds mm -hmm. basically yeah because like i'm stressed about the uncertainty of my future, but you're stressed about, you understand what your future is likely going to look like, but you're stressed about how well you were able to get there, yeah. right? Or how well, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's all very much. <laughs> Workload-wise, I don't actually think it's too different to IB. Because, oh, like, my A-level friends keep saying a level is like was like a breeze and like there's so much more shit to do in ib so i think the transition between uh ib to now workload wise is okay but there's just so much more life that is thrown at us that becomes like a huge source of stress yeah. for me at least is the ambiguity true and also, like, you have a lot more to care about now because you're all, like, you're in the UK by yourself. You have to do a lot of, like, mm. your time is basically split into, like, firstly, you have to, like, kind of know the environment you're living in. You have to do your own, like, chores mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And then your time is just being split into, like, society, schoolwork, worrying about your future, mm -hmm. your, like, relaxation or leisure time. It's just been split in, like, all of these directions. And, maybe, like, maybe that's, mm. like, adding on to the stress that you have. Because you aren't really used to your time being like pulled in all of these sorts of new directions as compared to high school. Mm. And like, I was thinking the other day, I was like, I haven't seen my parents in months. And obviously, it's, like, obviously I'm in London and I'm away from home. But I don't know why it hasn't actually hit me or it didn't really occur to me that I am so far away from home. I, I, I don't know how to put it. Like maybe JC will understand. I don't know. Like, I, I've I've been known. Like I know that I'm not in Hong Kong, and I haven't been for months. But I don't know why it's so weird to me. Like the transition is so drastic from like my life now versus my life. I don't know. Ten months ago, it's so different. 
I don't know, the, the change didn't feel that abrupt to me until I look back, if that makes sense. Like, as it happened, I didn't realize this change was happening mm-hmm. this quickly. But now that I take a step and look back, I'm like, holy shit, well, my life is so different <clears throat> to how it was only about a couple of months ago. I think, and yeah. Yeah, like, I do understand that, like, the, the change, like, because... I think it applies to most things is that you don't really realize the change until you mm. actually like look back, right? Mm. And um, it is very different, I'd say. Like, I'll, I'll, obviously, uni compared to high school is like completely different, but also in a sense like lifestyle change, like friends change, like, mm. and sometimes when you look back, sometimes it does cause stress, I feel like. You know, you look back, you're like, oh my god. Like, do you, like, maybe, like, you, I don't know. Like, sometimes I get a little bit stressed because I feel like I have an obligation to, like, um, I'm talking, like, a friend's aspect. Like, I have, I feel like I have an obligation to stay friends with the people I have been friends with for, like, so long. Mm-hmm. And this, like, problem, I guess, like, a lot of people in uni might feel like if they're in the same uni as like someone that they went to like high school with mm-hmm. you might feel the obligation to stay friends with them right and for me sometimes that causes like a bit of stress because like mm-hmm. but what if i don't want to mm-hmm. but do but like do i still need to um and i feel like there's just stress with a lot of things <laughs> i hate stress <laughs> um I hate stress, but I feel like now I'm more, I'm less stressed about the the academic or like the school aspect of things. And I'm more stressed about Mm -hmm. life in general. Same. Because for me, like obviously, you know, we're doing different courses. So the, the workload and like the brain power, you know, because I don't have to do like math, science, English, whatever. I have to do art. Mm -hmm. And I do get, like, a little bit stressed, but I'm not as stressed um, when it comes to me, like, doing schoolwork. Because I feel like, personally, I know that I can do it. Like, it's just, like, draw, draw, write, write, research. Okay, I'm done. Draw, draw, write, write. <laughs> <laughs> Not you simplifying um, your course into draw, write, research. <laughs> no, because that's literally it. That's literally all we do. Um... Yeah, no, but I feel like I'm more stressed about life in general. Like, I'm stressed about friends. I'm stressed about money. I'm stressed about, mm-hmm. um, like, where I'm going to go, what I'm going to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm more stressed about, like, small shit than yeah. more of the bigger picture. Because I feel like as a first year, or especially in my course, I don't know the... I feel like I'm a bit ignorant to the level of art that I'm supposed to produce as a first year. So I'm just like, okay, I'll just take do whatever, you know, I, uh-huh. it's fine. It looks fine. And then, you know, but that, that'll come when I'm in second year, you know, I'll be like, oh my God, I have to like get my shit together because I'm going on placement, whatever. I'll worry about it later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like I'm more stressed about more smaller, like in the moment things hmm. rather than stressing about like, oh, if I don't do this, I won't get this job. Because I feel like I know for my 
career path, it's very broad. So there is like ambiguity to it, but there's also a very large like opportunity and like market for my specific um, study. So I'm not like too stressed about that. Yeah, I think like a part of- Do you guys get stressed when the people are- Sorry, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) Whoops. I think like a part of adulting is like understanding like what comes will come. Like the things that we're stressed about, Mm. like after it like goes by, then we're like, oh, it just happened. I think we're more adaptable than we think we are. Like things Mm -hmm. that look very Mm. difficult, things we're like very stressed about. When we get over with it, it'll be fine. Wow. Such an adult. Hashtag 19. <laughs> Maturing is realizing that. You know that meme? Nope. Oh, damn. It keeps, showing, it keeps popping out on my Explore page, and I'm like, okay, okay, I get it. Well, actually, you reminded me of something. You know my very fucked up tangent of the stress cancels out or something? Okay, <laughs> yes. I found... I, this is a better way to articulate it, okay? This is what I was trying to say. I was trying to say... um. I think I find comfort in the fact that everyone is stressing about the same thing. So maybe that means I don't have to be so hard on myself. Okay, I think that's a much better way to put it. Like, if everyone is stressing about this PB101 exam that I'm going to be doing, then maybe it's not that big of a deal. Like, I I don't have to make it out to be as big of a deal as it is. And maybe that will help me alleviate my stress. I think that's the approach I took when we did our IB exams. I was like, there's thousands of 18-year-olds around the world that's going to be sitting the exact same paper that I'm going to be sitting. It's sort of like a we're all in this together mentality, and I think I find comfort in that. Like, genuinely. Like, knowing that we're not alone in doing this and facing this obstacle, and it's just a part of life, helps me feel more comfortable or feel more at ease. But obviously that just doesn't make the stress magically disappear. But it helps me be more at peace with it or live with it, at least. Adapt to it, like Rachel said. But like looking back, I think the IB stress was like beneficial. At least it's like, Mm. at least having like one public exam under my belt, I know kind of the process and I know how it feels. So it helps me to kind of tackle Mm. the exams in the future, if you get what I mean. So, like, stress isn't all that bad. Sometimes stress is okay. And you just have to, like, Mm. I guess, minimize the level of stress so we're not overwhelmed by it. But it's, like, still a a driving force that kind of pushes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. You know, you guys know Yes Theory, the YouTube channel? Nope. Oh, shit. Okay. So, basically, there is a YouTube channel called Yes Theory. And their slogan is um, seek discomfort. And their whole thing is basically stepping out of your comfort zone and doing different things to push like the human limits or it just to be more open to new things and explore new things. And I think that's sort of reminiscent of what you were just saying. Yeah. Having stress as sort of a driving force to push you forwards. Seeking discomfort to expand your comfort zone so you're okay with more things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if your comfort zone was originally the size of a golf ball, by seeking discomfort, maybe it'll slowly grow like a tennis ball or like a football, like a basketball, and eventually it'll just grow bigger and bigger and bigger until you're okay with doing more things, doing more different things. And I think that's a really cool way 
to approach life, I guess. But it's all about balance, like you said. Are there any ways that you guys cope with stress? Like, how do you minimize it or, like, put it aside, put your mind at rest? I can share mine first. I really like retail therapy. <laughs> Buying stuff <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. <coughs> just spending money <coughs> on, like, maybe useless things. But, like, I don't know, just spending money makes me feel happy. If mm-hmm. like for example recently, I think we can do an episode on this <laughs> yeah okay we okay. should we should yeah going through our ridiculous halls yes oh god the, the worst things the stupidest things that we bought that's a good episode oh my god speaking of ridiculous halls you know okay obviously the audience wouldn't know but I guess now they know I was basically I was late to this episode like I had to like push it back by like 10-15 minutes because I missed the bus and the reason was because for some I don't know why I woke up this morning and I was like you know what I'm craving Morrison's cottage cheese <laughs> so I got up oh my God. and I walked 30 minutes <laughs> I walked 30 minutes to Morrison's to buy cottage cheese and you know how many tubs I bought I'm worried oh, no. <laughs> guess I worry. How, how how many tubs? Five. Five, that's my guess. I bought 14 tubs. <laughs> what the fuck? 14! Oh, how big are the tubs? How big are the tubs? 300 grams. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, was it on it's sale? So it wasn't. It literally wasn't. Did you, did, did you say 14? Yes. Stop saying Three, 300 grams? Yes, that's so four thousand like... two hundred grams, dude. That's same kilo. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I brought four point two kilograms of cheese. <laughs> and for what? <laughs> retail therapy, you know. <laughs> that's my type of retail therapy, dude. You have to clip this. That's fucking dude, funny. I literally, <laughs> I literally, um, okay. I have a reason. Okay, my justification is the Morrison's cottage cheese. Is so fucking good, okay? Like, I actually, I love it so much. But the closest Morrison's is 30 minutes away. So obviously, I, okay, I eat a tub of cottage cheese a day, at least. So this is only going to last me, like, two weeks, okay? So I fucking love it so much. Obviously, I'm not going to walk 30 minutes to go buy Morrison's cottage cheese every day, right? So then I went there, I looked at the expiration date, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy everything they have in stock. (laughs) And it'll last me two weeks, and I'll be able to eat my favorite cottage cheese for two weeks. That was my rationale. I'll attach a picture. Literally, I even got the um. Basically, they uh they sell it in sixes and half a dozens, and they have it. They sell it in like little plastic crates, and I got two of the crates, and I bought two different, uh, two more of a different type because I've never tried it before, so I just wanted to try it. So that totaled to fourteen, and I ate one on my way back. So now there's actually thirteen in the fridge. What? Wait, I don't, because I, okay, I've never tried cottage Me cheese. Too. So yeah. I don't know, like, is it like very funny? It's basically the... yogurt. It's oh. basically yogurt. You're the most lactose tolerant person I've ever seen. You drink a jug no, no, of yogurt. Cottage every cheese day, is not like the. And then cottage true. cheese and yogurt? Dude, cottage cheese is not. I don't know what type of cheese you guys are thinking of. It's not like a block of cheddar cheese, it's not like that. It's like it's soft, right? I have no yeah, idea it's soft. It it's basically like a yogurt with like chunks. It's oh, literally you know like yogurt. I'll buy a tub next time I go to the supermarket. Facts. 
But the only reason I eat cottage cheese over yogurt is because oh. um, there's chunks in cottage cheese, and I like the texture of it. It looks... And yogurt is, like, smooth. Wait, and you eat it, like, by itself? Interesting. Yeah, no, I eat it with strawberries. Oh, okay, okay. That that makes sense. Like, eating it with, like, strawberries yeah. or, like, crackers or whatever you eat cottage cheese with. Yeah. I'll, yes. I'll, I'll send you guys a photo, and I'll attach it. We can attach it to, like, our Instagram post or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just put it on, the on Instagram. Thing. Oh, my Facts. God. 14 tubs. Yeah. Ooh, you're mad. I can't tell if... I'm, like, stressed... So I, think, I just like buy it. I think it's, it's probably both. Allow it, Honestly, you know. It's probably both. I'm, I'm, allow it, allow exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucked up, honestly. But hey, I think this is a good place to wrap up. I guess. Or your recommendation be cottage cheese. Recommendation? No, actually, no. <laughs> My recommendation is to follow us on Instagram. Facts. And if exactly facts and. If you like what you're listening to, please share it mm-hmm. to like one of your friends or something, because it would really help just spread the word. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we don't even gain anything from this. Well, I gain personal joy and happiness and comfort with by catching up with my friends. But yeah, and it's a nice it way to just like release any express yeah. thoughts. Express, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. an outlet. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It is. So, yeah. Shout out! I, That's I'm my shout recommendation. Out, shout out to my friends who are probably listening to this episode. Love you guys. The Easy Jet sucks. Ingrid, Dan. right? Yeah, Ingrid, Ingrid, and Celine. Yes, shout let's out go to Ingrid. Ingrid and Celine. We'll send you Thank our you. signature soon. <laughs> oh my god! You wow. said we did it. <laughs> you were basically famous. <laughs> oh my god! I can go next. Okay. So my recommendation is you can send us tells on our Instagram link tree. There's a um, tab where you can like anonymously send us anything you want. Like you can ask us any questions or just about anything and we'll answer them in the upcoming episodes. Um, my recommendation is nothing related to the podcast, but it's to get the Marks and Spencer's all butter biscuits because they're really, really good. That's fun. Um, you can try that with cottage cheese. You can. I think it'd actually be really good. It it tastes very nostalgic. Because mm. um, what's the, you know, like the, the blue tin cookies? Oh, I don't I forgot what they're called. Oh, I'm going to cookie. Yeah, it literally just mm. tastes like that because they're like butter cookies. Okay. So they're really good. And they're only like one pound, and there's quite a lot in the pack. So, yeah, get the Marks and Spencer's all butter biscuits. All right, bye guys. Bye guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Bye.